Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Night Callers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Hello, friends. This is Jeremiah from the Bigfoot Society podcast coming at you with another interview. This time, I'll be talking to my friend Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project podcast, but we'll be talking specifically about his uh, upcoming documentary, and how it kind of played into some other documentaries that were being made around the Bluff Creek area uh, this summer. So really fun interview. We're also starting something new where uh, from here on out at 8 p.m. Central Time on Friday nights, if you want to be involved with the podcast, as in get your question in there live, uh, we are now doing a live podcast show on YouTube. And just go to the Bigfoot Society YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed there and you hit the bell icon in order to not miss out on any upcoming video or live interviews. And uh, we had a really good uh, turnout for the first night for me, just given an hour's notice. Uh, so thanks to everyone who put in your uh, questions for that in the live interview. But uh, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, if this is your first interview, go ahead and check out some of the previous episodes. Got some good ones in there, but great ones to come. Uh, join the community over at Bigfoot Society on Instagram, and uh, BigfootSocietyPodcast.com is the uh, our main website. But thanks for listening, all. Let's get into the episode with Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project. All right, we are live. Uh, this is Bigfoot Society Podcast Live, and we are going to be talking to a good friend tonight, Mr. Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek uh, Project. And uh, yeah, in a minute, I am going to be bringing him on. But if you have any questions for Tate, uh, definitely go ahead and leave those in the comments and uh, can I share those. Uh, this is also going to be uh, recorded and put into... Uh, podcast form. Uh, so this will be, um, gets kind of an idea I'm uh, trying to play around with, but let's go ahead. Let's bring Tate on here and uh, we'll start talking with Tate from the Bluff Creek Project podcast. Tate, how's it going, man? Well, you know, I can't complain. It's a <laughs> it's oh, actually... and if anyone's watching this, let us know in the comments if you can hear us okay. I think I think we sound good, but um, the whole one person, your job is to comment. <laughs> <laughs> my but, phone's uh, like my phone's like overheating for some weird reason, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, all right, we got our first comment. Are you ready, Tate? Go for and it. for the podcast, uh, hey, strange, it says, "Hey, look at these handsome guys." So uh, he's not wrong for sure. Nope. All right, well, Tate, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, so for people that are uh, listening to this podcast uh, or stumbling upon this uh, YouTube live, what is it? Uh, how did you get uh, involved with Bigfoot? Um, What's the history there? I guess it's just dumb luck, if you want to call dumb it. Dumb luck. That. Okay. How it, so? I don't know. It just, when you grow up, you you kind of gravitate towards certain things in your life. Um, and for me, it was just weird things. Okay. And so Bigfoot was one of those weird things I thought was really interesting. Uh, totally. It was totally monster quest and the Patterson Gimlin film that really got me hooked in the whole Bigfoot okay. in the whole Bigfoot craze. Awesome. So, I mean, yeah, that was probably in, uh, I want to say around 2001, 2002 is when it really 
when I really got interested in the subject. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it, it's a similar story to my story. Probably a lot of people that are seeing this or listening to this, um, you've, you know, you've had some connection with either in search of or monster quest, depending on what your generation is. But a lot of people may know special fact about you is you are involved with the bluff Creek project, uh, and the bluff Creek project podcast. So how do you get involved with these guys that are boots on the ground in the film site area? How does that happen? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of, the whole, how I got involved with those guys is just, I was living in Mexico and I was wanting to plan a trip to the film site. Just never got around to it. Cause okay. for one, we're living in Mexico and you had to go from, Basically, Ensenada, if anybody knows where that is, south of uh, San Diego, probably an hour or so. Um, <laughs> the beer You're good, buddy. <laughs> oh, is that IBC root beer? This is no, live. It's real beer. It's real <laughs> oh, stuff. Red Stripe. All right. That's cool. <laughs> so then. I'm an alky. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so then. We ended up moving to California, and it was much easier to plan a trip to okay. the uh, to the Northern California, you know, Bigfoot film site, Patterson Gillen site. Totally. So I was like, "Dad, let's let's do it." So I got my dad to do it, and I got a couple of other couple of other friends of mine to go with me, and we um, went up there. And once I kind of knew where it was at, I planned my next trip that fall for October, and me and my friend went up there again the second time that year. And that's when we ended up running into Cliff and Bobo, <laughs> just awesome. just by chance, and we that's hung out crazy. with them, and uh, they were really cool. So the third time I went back up there was my second summer there, and that's when I got involved more with the Bluff Creek Project. I met Robert Leiterman, uh, Kit Morrill, Rowdy Kelly, and all those guys, um, and then I was kind of hanging around them, seeing what they do, and then I'm just kind of go over the. T- so I was just going up there a lot and then got to know those guys pretty well and then started just doing I made like a little short I was making these little short like three minute four minute videos and with an eight millimeter app on my phone and just eventually like I want to make a little documentary about these guys so I made that 15 minute documentary and oh yeah which is great you know you've got uh, people that are watching this or listening you got to go to YouTube uh, on your YouTube channel, right? Or the it's, Bluff uh, Creek? my personal one. So just take anonymous. Okay. It's a great video. It's uh, yeah, I had, I made that one. It was like, dude, that was the worst. 30. It was like 30 minutes long <laughs> originally. And when I showed it at, uh, the Bigfoot Bonanza, that <laughs> was the worst experience of my life. It was fun, but I, I'll tell you why. Because it was 30 minutes of not really an edited, finished project film. And I had to pee so bad. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> not, not only that, I was in the front row. Daniel Perez was there. Seth Breland was all up there. Oh, funny. I had my funny. friends and family in the back. And there was the, the theater was packed. I was like, if I get up and go pee during my own film, <laughs> people are not going to like that. You can't do it. You gotta, you gotta muscle through. You gotta muscle through. It's not, did you muscle through or I, I can't remember I, this? You did. Okay. I did. I did okay. do it. Um, but All right. Yeah. I was going up to Bluff Creek and making those little short films and ended up making that little 15 minute documentary. And I started doing more for the project, like the Bluff Creek project themselves. And mm. I am now an official member. So that's pretty cool. So I've been with them for about, I want to say till or since like 2016. Okay. Officially. Yeah. And then um, you've done some other cool things too. I just come on. I get the background, uh, get the background in there before we talk about the newer stuff. But um, I just want to shout out a friend here. Uh, We got Jonathan Dodd. Yo, Uh, if you're listening or watching this and you don't know Jonathan Dodd's cryptid artwork, you need to check that out. He is a artist genius. I'll but be talking about watching. him later in the show. Oh, okay. Very cool. So uh, you've done other cool things, Tate, where uh, you uh, you kind of kick-started the idea of coming up with a podcast for the Bluff Creek, correct? Yeah, I was like, 
because we were we go up there like a couple times a year, and sometimes those guys because I don't live there, they live locally, like right. Rowdy and Robert and Stephen and uh, Bobo, or even Bart. Like Bart lives in the Sacramento area; he's not too far still, but they go up there all the time. So, gotcha, um, gotcha. I, I was like, guys, we should. I kind of followed the idea. This is pre-COVID. It's like we should do a podcast because we go up there so much. It'd be kind of cool mm-hmm. to talk about things that we're doing and we see up there or even have guests on too or do both. Oh, yeah. So I, it was kind of a serious idea, not serious at the same time. So didn't really do anything. And then when COVID hit, it was like, let's do it. So we did our first episode. Um, there you go. Can't remember who it was with, but that's we ended up doing a podcast and i co i co-host it um i'm the one with the most free time so i'm the one usually doing it but that's why i'm co-host because somebody that has free time in the group uh, the project will jump in and co-host with me very cool very cool so you got that um also uh i like to point out another thing about you is that uh, you actually have something that is uh, a special uh, exhibit that's part of the North American Bigfoot Center, correct? I do. Uh, I think, was it Matthew Knapp? Was he doing Bigfoot Crossroads? Is that his YouTube Yeah, that's thing? him. Yep. I like how he, uh, in the description, he labeled me. Um, oh, really? <laughs> he's like, Tate holds the title for the only interview with Bob Gimlin at the film site. It, you do. Yeah, so that, that's special. So that interview that we're talking about is at the North American Bigfoot Center, um, which is owned and run by Cliff Berkman and co-run by his wife, Melissa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Condor Anderson is the manager there, too. So, yeah, but that film is uh, on display. You can go and listen to the full interview, which is six minutes long. And that's the only place you can actually see the full interview. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, one day I will go to that museum and I will see the the interview by Tate Hieronymus in its uh, habitat entirety in museum. Yeah, be a good time. So someday, someday. Um, before we continue, just want to uh, mention again to our listeners: if you have any questions for Tate as we go along, feel free to put those in the comments. Uh, and uh, we will sprinkle those in. Uh, do you mind oh, if... Uh, oh, holding, yeah, go ahead. I'm holding you to those original questions who you got from before. I have one. I was just... Yeah, that's was, funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have one. Uh, you want it now? Go for it. All right, ready. Okay. Bring it up on my screen. So uh, <laughs> <clears throat> this is from Mothman46. Okay. So... Uh, has Tate ever given any thoughts on what they might on what they might be saying or signaling to Bigfoot when they whoop tree knock or play the uh, Sierra sounds clip? What do you think? Oh Lord. Um, well, I'm assuming when he says play the Sierra sounds, he's probably talking about call blasting. Yeah. I'm going to guess he's just saying whatever your form of call blasting is. Yeah. So as far as that's concerned, I don't know. Um, because we don't really know what they're saying to each other. I mean, it's, we don't know what birds, how birds communicate and why they do and what they say to each other, how animals communicate and why they say and how they communicate, you know, what it means. So, I mean, that's kind of anybody's guess. I mean, if you ask a lot of Bigfooters, they're still trying to figure out what calls oh, yeah, totally. and whoops are meaning when they call to each other. And even call blasting, we could be call blasting something. And it's totally <laughs> like, it's probably like saying F you to another Bigfoot. Who knows? Could be, could be, or it could be like, Hey dude, how's it going? Here's a funny joke. Uh, you know, like we have no idea, right? It's, it's yeah. crazy to think of. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's, it's very, I've never, I mean, I've given thought to it, to what it could mean. And maybe that's why we don't get a lot of responses from it. But at the same time, you do. So who knows? Had another question come into the chat. So I hope you're ready. This one I'm going to actually put on the screen. Uh, this is from uh, from Jude uh, from, I believe, the 
Squatch and stuff, right? Podcast. Squat, I think okay. Squatch and such. You're right. Yep. Jude, my apologies. All right. What a, <laughs> Here we what go. A, what a friend. Yeah. What a poser. I got that wrong. <laughs> okay. Jude says, what was his first Bigfoot encounter? Oh. Ooh. Bluff Creek. Um, Bluff Creek. That was actually in uh, Small Town Monsters' new documentary they did on Bluff Creek. Um, but it was my first time to Bluff Creek. We were we got there at like, well, it was like twelve o'clock at night. Mm. Um, and I was like hearing some like whoops, what I thought were whoops up the road from us. Um, and then like later that night. We were all in bed. It was like one, two in the morning. And I'm sleeping in like the middle. So we have a huge tent. So my dad is laying on this side and my other friend on this okay. side. Laying sure. like what we, horizontally and I'm laying diagonally. And I see a shadow come up from where the creek is. Oh, so it, it looks like this. It's really wide. Stops and then turns. And then went back the same way. Oh, it was boy. very, very weird. And I went through the audio because I had my phone recording. Yeah. Uh, somebody's like, if you have an audio recorder, just record audio all night and then you can go back and review it. So yeah. I did that. My phone died. So I charged it in the morning. And then when I got back from that trip, I was listening and something did walk around our tent. I did hear a wood knock, but it's so faint because the creek in Laos Camp, if you've ever been there, it's super loud and it's really hard to hear anything. But so I did get something on the audio, very faint, but it's not definitive to say for sure. It was okay. Bigfoot, but it was really odd the way everything happened. So you could hear it walk up from the creek to your area, so, like, I almost like footfalls or? Well, I couldn't hear it because it was actually like, okay. believe it or not, for people who don't know, California in the summer is really, really hot. Like, it can get up to 100 mm. degrees. But wow. surprisingly, it can get really cold at night up there. Like, you would be shocked at how cold it can actually get. So, I didn't have, I had like a hoodie on. And okay. I was in my sleeping bag. So, I couldn't really hear that well. Oh, man. And plus, with the sound of the creek, it's all that all is making it really hard to hear anyway. Man. So, I couldn't really hear anything walk up. And plus, these things are really quiet. <laughs> when they try to sneak up on you. Gotcha. Yep. But I just know that a shadow doesn't move and go back the same way it came from. A shadow usually kind of just goes yeah. one continuous direction. Oh, man. So cool. I was like, that's not a shadow. There's something walking out there and it's right outside the tent. It freaked me out, man. Yikes. Dude, like, like, okay, you people talk about like how freaked out. I'm new to Bigfooting. Like, if you're new to Bigfooting, like I was at that time, that was my first yeah. time out really Bigfooting and like one of the historical, most historical places on the planet for Bigfoot. The yeah, next like, few nights, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The next few nights, dude, I was wearing sunglasses. To <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, with sunglasses, I could not see anything at night. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see that again. What did your What did your dad? How did your dad react to that? He was he. They were asleep. I was the only one. I could not. No, sleep. but like you, you probably tell him the next day. You're like, hey, did you tell him like, hey, I think I there was like a Bigfoot near our tent or something. Yeah, I did. I was what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what he said okay. exactly. All right. He said it's possible. Man. And but my other friend was in his tent, like next to ours. Okay. But I asked him, I was like, did you get up any time of the night or anything like that? He's like, nope. <laughs> oh, we the, yeah. We were the only four people in that camp. And I, wow. will, I will promise you, you guys can ask um, Alex, Eli, Jonathan, me, uh, Ron Reed. Yep. Anybody about last camp, and they will tell you this. And this is something we actually talked about uh, this trip here. We camped at the Patterson Human Film Site. And yeah. our like what we're thinking is Laos camp is actually really freaky at night. Like you would actually be surprised. It's almost, you can feel it. It's so creepy at night. Wow. And when we camped at the film site, 
it was like a different vibe. We didn't really feel creeped out, hmm. which is super weird. Cause like in last camp, your car is like, you just drive into the camp and you're there. Okay. You could like camp right by your car. And if you have any emergency, you just get out and go. But for some reason, it's so creepy to camp in there. It's just, it's weird. And I find that really strange when you have to hike into the film site to camp there. The only way out is to hike out. And it's like a good hike. But it's not yeah. as creepy, which is really weird. That's what, um, so we've kind of alluded to it all, already. Be, but so Small Town Monsters did just release, actually, uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, for uh, public access yeah. on their YouTube channel, the uh, Bigfoot at Bluff Creek. Um, it's the next uh, on the on the trail of. Um, yep. Okay, mine's back. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but it's about a. It's about an hour long, and it's a solid documentary, and it's about uh, the travel. Uh, pretty much this summer, there was a group of you guys that all pretty much converged at once onto the film site area. And I, there's going to be th that documentary, yeah. your documentary, Jonathan Easley from Western Bigfoot Exploration, right? Yep. He's coming out. So it's a very cool. And there's also like been a lot of different podcasts talking about already, like um, Alex uh, Petikoff's uh, podcast. Uh, his YouTube has got, come out with a lot of really good stuff. Uh, Sasquatch out of the shadows. But what was it? What was it like uh, being involved with that, Tate? I kind of, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into, but at the same oh, yeah. time, oh yeah, it was what it was like being involved was amazing. Oh, because I bet, yeah, I felt like a total badass being their guide. <laughs> yeah, like you're the old, you're the old kid on the block. You're not the new kid on the block. You're like, oh, I know this, this, and this. Let's go for it. But uh, it was, yeah, like, yeah I mean. If you want, if, in my personal opinion, that was probably one of the best years of going to Bluff Creek of all time. That's probably the most action I've ever had in Bluff yeah. Creek simultaneously, um, like in one trip. And I think it was pretty historical because you had like three group, three different groups of people doing their own version of documentaries. Totally. Um, totally. And what's cool is they kind of all intersect. So like some of my footage from Bluff Creek is going to be a little bit of the same stuff you have seen in small town monsters. And some of the same stuff that I have in mind is going to be the same stuff in Jonathan's But Even though it's the same, what's cool about it is all going to be edited differently and kind of oh, yeah. narrated differently. So it's kind of like a different perspective. It's everybody's perspective on the events that happened and all that, which is pretty cool. And I think as as far as the action goes up there, that the stuff we got, I'm pretty confident a lot of it could have been. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were Bigfoot researchers, and we want to say everything's Bigfoot. But when you want to say it's Bigfoot, you sound crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. But. I believe a lot of it was Bigfoot related stuff. And the reason I think that is because the, all the fires that you've been having in California, they kind totally. of, the, you had fires in Shasta when we were up there this year. And then the fires last year, North of Orleans, where the film site is and happy camp. Um, it's kind of like, I think it's funneled a lot of the wildlife into bluff Creek and towards the coast because the fires were North and now to the, to the East. And everything else has to go to the west, which is where Bluff Creek is. Mm. So I think a lot of the animals were funneled in there because I can't tell you how many foxes we saw. We saw some deer. We saw a bear. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and then with that rock slide incident that happened when we first got there, that was really yeah, odd. Yeah, totally. Um, the stuff we heard at Laird Meadow was just bizarre. So and Some wild and, and things that happened in that uh, trip just from watching uh, that that documentary but it also i was kind of thinking of this the other day it might be one of the last years you know i mean you just had posted that there's a forest fire that's in close proximity to the film site i mean those uh those huge fires out in the pnw in california like who knows how long we will have until you know maybe 
even the film site burns you you don't know so i mean i hate to say this but i yeah at the same time i kind of i don't hope for it but at the same time i think it would it would be neat in a really bizarre way and here's why okay <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad i guess i get what you're gonna say but definitely i feel say like it. if yeah. the fire hit the film site yep all the trees would be dead yep even the big tree that you see, but they would still be there unless they fell over during the yeah. fire. But that means you can remove a lot of the dead growth trees on the sandbar and get what the film site looked like back then. Yeah, exactly. Else, even though it won't be, you know, yeah. lush with growth of plant life, you would still almost, it would kind of look more like that. But that would be burnt. weird to think of, yeah. But, but burnt. Good point. Good point. Yeah. But I don't want know. that. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Yeah. I'm just saying it would Hopefully be not. A, Hopefully not. No. Uh, it, 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 it scares me every year because it seems like the fires always get close, closer and closer each year. I'm like, is this going to be the year? <sighs> but Ugh, yeah. Let's let's take a step back, and so we've kind of laid the the groundwork, but the main. The main reason I wanted to have you come on was to talk about your uh, your documentary, right? So let's start with, so how did you, uh, when did you first get the thought like, okay, I want to throw my hat into the ring, make my own documentary about Bigfoot. When did that, how did that come about? I think I wanted to do it, do another one after I made the first one because it's like, okay, I think I, uh, what it is is, when I did that first one, I was like, okay, I want to do another one. I don't know when, but I know I have to approach it differently and do it better <laughs> because gotcha. I learned a little bit from doing that first one. You like, you learn what not to do and what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, who's to say this one's going to be that great personally. I mean, I might think it's great because I'm the one who made it. I think anybody who makes art of any form is going to like it regardless of who thinks it's great or not because they made it. But at the same time, I don't know what other people are going to think about it. So I think this one's going to be really good. Um, I think I'm gonna, I do too. I think it's going to be nice. But that being said, I think even moving forward, if I ever did more, they get better and better as you progress. Anytime hmm. you, anytime like with music, if you write music, you're not going to be, you're not going to write a hit song the first go around. It's going to take practice. You're going to, you get to be a better songwriter. Oh yeah, totally. A lyricist. And you're going to, eventually you're going to write a really good song. It's just, you know, a trial and error. And it's the same thing with film. It's not, you're going to hit one out of the park. If you do, that's really weird. You're a prodigy at that point, but <laughs> I don't know. So, but, so if- that kind of, it started with that. It's like, I want to do this one better. And then, um, I don't know what motivated me to just go out and do it, but it was in the back of my mind the okay. whole time. Gotcha. And it, it's like, so people need to, I think a really good thing to know is that it's not just like you're deciding, Hey, I'm going to go in my backyard and make a film about Bigfoot. There was a huge, uh, I mean, you've really put everything into this. You stayed, you were starting at one part of the country, driving <laughs> all the way across, literally to the and other up part the, of the coast, coast yep. and back and surviving, which is nuts. Like my the car whole time has I was survived, like, which is nuts. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I mean, so your car is, is awesome, but I'm like, wow, is this, this is pretty <laughs> intense. Like, yeah. <laughs> So I don't, okay, so people are like, why can't you just fly there with your gear? I'm like, I don't want to fly. Because yeah. for one, I want to have the comfort of having my own transportation that I don't have to rent anything. Totally. And I can keep all my gear with me and not lose a thing. And it helps me stay more focused, in my opinion. And I think when you fly somewhere and you have to carry crap, yep. things get really scattered. So, yeah, I drove from practically Miami, Florida mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. It's crazy. And then I was in like the Los, An- greater Los Angeles area. I, I'm 
to be more specific, Fraser Park, which is an hour or two outside of LA. So I mean, it's not terribly far, but I was there for a week camping, <laughs> and um, I got a cool story about that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I was there for a week, and then I was there for another week, staying with some friends, just visiting. Then I met up with Alex and Eli in Santa Barbara. Gotcha. We camped one night somewhere. And then we drove up. I think was it the whole day? Oh wait, we drove up and stayed the night in the redwoods one night. Then drove up the next day to Bluff Creek, met up with Bobo, and then finally went to the film site. We were there, or we were to Last Camp Area. We were there for a week. Then I drove to Portland. I yeah. was there for a week, and then I drove from Portland to Des Moines. <laughs> I was there for a week, then drove to Alabama. This guy. This guy. Then this I drove guy. to Alabama, and I was there for three days, and I drove back to Florida. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, so Tate. It's I, wild. I left June 20th, and I got back home on, like, August was it 5th, 4th, something like that. Such an adventure. My goodness. Uh, but that, if you okay. had, yeah, go ahead. I want to tell you that really funny, real quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, where I was camping. I wasn't camping in the mountains yet because I didn't want to spend all the gas money driving back and forth from like the mountains to like the main area where I had cell service to text everybody. Yep. So I was meeting Jonathan Easley and then later on, okay. my friend Austin Brown and then actually Rain Wilson's assistant, uh, Carlton and Carlton's sister was going to meet me out there. But I was in the area for two or three days before Jonathan met up with me because I got there early. So Jonathan met up with me. It was like, I can't remember what day it is, but whatever night he met up with me, it was like 1 a.m. He, okay. he got off work, got his stuff, and met me at 1 a.m. We got to our campsite at 3 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. We were just so jazzed to be out camping and not having to deal with everything going on in the world right now. Oh, yeah, sure. That like, hey, you want a beer? He's like, I'll take one. So I grabbed one myself. <laughs> We were we chatted. We started a fire, hanging out, and like, hey, I'm gonna get another one. You want another one? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we had another one. A second beer led to a third. A third beer led to a fourth. A fourth led to happen. a fourth led to a fifth. And by our fifth beer, we were like, dude, was that the sun? The sun was coming up. We basically <laughs> we basically drank beers from three in the morning till the sun came up. That's a great story. There you go. That was that's a, that's a killer story. It was the best. That was, you know, you're camping and you're having fun when you drink beer till the sun comes up. That's true. That's true. Hey, we got a we got a question uh, from someone in the chat, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in because this this is a good one. Uh, our friend Jonathan Dodd says, "Hey, what's your favorite part of filmmaking?" Not the editing. I can tell you, <laughs> a lot of people say that. <laughs> the filming part is fun sometimes you know my problem is i have too much fun camping that i forget to mm -hmm. film then you have to force yourself to film oh yeah sure but even when you have to force yourself it's still fun because you're out there doing it you're experiencing it firsthand uh so i would say the actual filming part of everything is fun but the editing nice. sucks editing sucks editing is rough no, you don't know funny. how many people I've interviewed over the last year or so that are like, oh, yeah, I have 20 hours of footage just just Sitting doing there. nothing from yep. Bigfoot hunts. But I, I hate editing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Ron Reed That's is one of those wild. guys. Ron Reed is one of those guys who has tons of footage. Yeah. But I understand, dude. If There's other guys, it. too. And I'm not, I'm not going to throw out names, but like. <laughs> Yeah, someone could probably have a job just going around and editing Bigfooters footages. Footage if I could for have them. somebody do write my narration for me, yeah, and then edit for me, that'd be nice. All I have to do is film. That'd be fun. But oh yeah, that'd be a good time. That's what sucks about being independent. You got to do everything yourself. That's true. Back to the documentary. So, uh, title of the film is okay. So I wanted to explain this. Yes. It's called Uncovering the Truth of Sasquatch. Exactly. But people are like, what would you uncover? Ooh. 
nothing. I didn't uncover anything. No one's going to uncover the greatest thing unless they're God and they can miraculously provide a Bigfoot body. There you go. It's just a title. Okay, guys. So <laughs> get off it's my just back. A title, guys. Just get calm off down. my back. Just calm down. <laughs> the re the I really the reality of it is what will it take to uncover the truth? Ah. I call it uncovering okay. the truth of Bigfoot because it's just easier and it's shorter than what does it take to uncover the truth of Bigfoot? That's a long ass title. I don't feel like writing that all out. It doesn't look good anyway. Sure. But I figured just like uncover the truth of Tasquatch. What it means is up to the viewer, you know, it's their interpretation of it. There you go. Uh, the one of the the things that I think that's huge about this documentary is you've got so many different people interviewed for it. I Dude, think this I, is going to be one of those where in the future, future generations are going to be like, wow, this dude got Danny Perez and this guy and this other guy. I can go through like, some of like the, some of the, yeah, names. go I'll ahead. Go, yeah. I really try to reach in the bag. Unfortunately, I couldn't get Bob Gimlin or Bob Hieronymus, which is sure. definitely one of my ultimate, you know, tr people to try and get. So, Spoiler alert, they're not in it. <laughs> Which I think is fine. I think it's fine, too. I mean, you don't right. need, I mean, they've been in so many things, and I already have exactly. like, a cool interview with them. You already got the Gimlin interview. Come on. Yeah, I don't I don't need it. That's the gold standard of right. <laughs> Bob Gimlin interviews. Anyway, but. so I really reached in my bag of contacts and did the best I could. Yep. Um. So I got Alexander Petikoff, Eli Watson, you, buddy, Jeremiah, Wink. Jeremiah Byron. Um, I did not get Jonathan Easley. Forgive me, bud. But maybe part two. Maybe part two. Who part knows? two. I got yeah. uh, Jesus from Breaking Bad. He plays Gonzo. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> He's gonna be in it. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lowe, uh, the son of Rob Lowe, is gonna be in this. Um, Solid. I'm trying to think who else. Rowdy Low Kelly. Files, watch that. Low watch files. I definitely recommend that. Uh Rowdy Kelly's gonna be in it. James Bobo Fay, Cliff nice. Berrickman, Connor Anderson. Um, I think I can't remember if that's all. Oh, Dana Perez. Yeah. Don't Solid. Forget, don't want to forget that. So I mean, it's a pretty good list of people. Here's so the other thing I just thought of this is so you're not only getting established bigfooters in what we consider the older generation but you're but also getting the, the younger generation yeah. you're getting your connor anderson's your eli watson's your alex pedicos all those all those guys which is really cool because i think sometimes uh films tend to either go towards one side or the other and to get that like both sides is very cool so that's uh kudos for that as well i think there's more um lesser known people in this film like as far as yes. bigfooters are concerned i mean with notoriety you probably have matthew lowe and uh jesus mm -hmm. but they're not like they they're they're known to be interested in bigfoot for sure and they've gone out and they've like um jesus you know he has his uh, youtube channel breaking bigfoot and then right Matthew Lowe has a low files with his brother and dad. Yep. But when you think of Bigfoot researchers, you don't think of them. You think of like Dana Perez and Cliff Barracks exactly. and Bubba. So as far as like known Bigfooters, those three, Dana Perez, Faye and Barrickman are the most known, but the other ones are not, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You're able to, get all those interviews in there for sure. Um, well, well, I will say this. Unfortunately, Zoom is a great tool right. for interviews. So two of the interviews are going to be Zoom. But you know what? Like I said, who cares? Hey, it's, it's like you do what you got to do. And I don't. If someone is like about it, then whatever, dude. If whatever. someone's about yeah. it, like you save up money from working your ass off. Yeah. You drive across the country. 
you do in the middle of a pandemic like in the middle of a pandemic and try to work with everybody's schedules to do everything as an independent film you go no that's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen the way you want it to was there anything that you learned through this whole uh process that uh kind of surprised you or anything new or is it kind of like you had already known all that before I kind of known all it, but I think okay. the thing I I known but I should have done it is film a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think anybody doing documentaries will tell you film as much as you can because that's the most important thing. You need a lot of footage. I mean, I did good for this one, um, and I have like old footage I'm going to probably use that hasn't I haven't used before. So it's okay, cool. It's not like I mean. I did do a lot of filming. I don't have a shortage of filming. Um, my, I think my only thing is that's going to surprise me is the length of my film. I want it to be longer. I'm, I, I'm anxious to see how long everything is going to be. Mm. Um, so we'll see. And we can talk more about kind of the layout of the film later if you want, because I have, uh, I can talk about it there's an idea of what I'm going to do with that. Yeah. If you, uh, if you actually, if you want to uh, share any of that, that would be awesome. Like if you literally, uh, if you have anything like that, definitely go for it. So the way I'm kind of writing it out, um, it's not going to really flow. Okay. It's going to be like little chapters, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's going to start out with Southern California. Um, that's going to, okay. it's going to be me with Alex, not Alex, um, Jonathan, uh, Austin and Carlton and Carlton's sister, we were up there at my thermal uh, site, did a recreation, did an interview with Austin and I about what happened, and we kind of talked about the whole area up there. Um, and then, like, the second section or chapter would be Bluff Creek, then it shows, up and shows us up at Bluff Creek, um, doing everything up there. Uh-oh. Uh... As it turns out, it looks like we have had Tate uh, drop connection. Uh, we are going to. Uh, here he comes, I believe. Uh, My, there we are. All right, hey buddy. <laughs> Eli's phone was doing this to him one time. Uh, oh really? So where great. where did I cut off? Um, you were talking about the different chapters. Bluff, Bluff Creek. Uh, yep. Okay, my phone. Hopefully, my phone doesn't cut off again. Okay. So, if it does, I'll just come keep coming back on. Yeah, no, no sweat. So Bluff Creek, um, it's going to be a chapter of all the things we did up there, and then okay. it's going to talk about sleep paralysis, mm. which I think is cool. I wrote the narration. I I like the way the narration is. Um, I shared it with the guys, and they liked it. And then the last chapter is going to be the Iowa one. Oh, so, nice. Is um. I'm so I'm just personally curious. So, oh yeah, because in I well, I don't want to give too much away, but I I forgot it's not just my interview in Iowa. There's other stuff that that happened. So I will I can say um, okay. There was a friend of mine that I grew up with. Um, his grandfather actually saw a Bigfoot on his property in Minburn, Iowa. Really? Reported to the BFRO. Okay. And. So here's here's something cool. So my religious background is Jehovah's Witness. Sure. Um, and that's my friend's background too. Okay. And his relative's background, but his grandfather wasn't a wit or Jehovah's Witness, but his wife and I think kid was at the time, or I mean, it still is. So they were at their church meetings while mm-hmm. he was home, and when they were gone, is when this Bigfoot from came up from where the river is through the corn like field that they had. Really. Up their driveway, he said he heard those dogs barking. He heard like rith- rhythmic breathing. He was wow. so afraid he went upstairs and grabbed a shotgun. Um, Man, he called That's the police. Awesome. He called the police, and his family got back from their church meeting, and there was police everywhere. And he was telling what happened, and so he reported it to the BFRO, and a BFRO researcher came out and did like an audio recording interview with him. And uh, my friend sent that to me, um, the audio recording. So I'm going to use that in my film. Oh, cool. 
So the bummer, I will say the bummer is about the Iowa part. It's a lot of it's going to be audio. Okay. But I mean, it's still really cool. There's going to be, nice. there is definitely going to be some footage there, but. I mean, at the end of the day, you still have my interview and I, the Iowa part. So it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sit in the same chair that Danny Perez sat in, right? That's a, that's oh, a yeah. high five, dude. I was like, so I, I had this campaign. Here it is. You guys want to see it? We should go to Close We should put this in Close Museum. Everyone in the chat, do you want to see this chair? Let me know right now. <laughs> I do. Hey, it's a comfy chair. Yeah, I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> oh, hey, we gotta. I gotta highlight a comment real quick. Highlight it. Highlight it up. Bigfoot non says, "What's up, fools? Hey, buddy. What's Good up? to hear from you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, all, all the four viewers at." Before we we go any further, uh, if you have any questions for Tate, feel free to put them in the chat, and uh, we will get those out there. But man, um, how are people gonna watch this documentary, Tate? On YouTube. Um, awesome. Okay. It's gonna be free on YouTube. Okay. I'm trying. So I've kind of showed a few people like privately uh, private link of a few little nice. clips and they're like the audio is weird i'm like yeah it's it's not the audio you're hearing it's actually some weird background music that it's not really music it's just sound because oh cool okay i think was it through a couple of interviews with me and austin and then a few other interviews with some people i was literally just playing one note on a keyboard and it was kind of <laughs> making this really weird wavy sound and I just put it in, and it just makes that sound. Be like, your audio is weird. No, that's the background music that you're hearing. It's not music. It's just the filler. That's my vision, dude. So back off. Like, yeah, it's yeah. People, people can suck it up if they don't like. People it, should don't... be cool with what you put out. Is what it comes down to. They don't have but... to be Karens about it. Like, hey, Karens <laughs> about Tate's Bigfoot movie. <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> how long is this gonna how long is the documentary gonna be? I was kind of curious about that because so like the Bluff Creek video or the Bluff uh Bigfoot at Bluff Creek is an hour. Yeah. But like you're you're putting it all together, which is awesome. I don't know. It's gonna be that's the thing. I don't know how long it's actually going to be total. It could cool. be 30 minutes. It could be 25 minutes. It could be 40 minutes. I'm hoping for 45. Okay. If I can get 25 to 30, I'll be happy at least. That'll be really nice. Um, I mean, so, I mean, for a YouTube documentary, a feature-length documentary, I mean, well, the feature-length would be an hour usually. Mm-hmm. But for YouTube, I think the attention span of people is about 30 minutes if it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, so, it depends what the content is, though, it, but I think 30, yeah. Yeah, it has no. to be exciting content. So, oh, yeah. Um, I'm hoping for 45 minutes, but we'll see. Nice. Um, if I have to, I did record some cool stuff in Portland. I'm going to put it in there. Oh, cool. So I might add that. Um, so that that's my plan. But right now, um, Jonathan Easley is going to be doing the narr- writing, or recording some narration. That's so I'm awesome. kind of waiting on him to do uh, the narration before it. I haven't really edited anything, to be quite honest. I'm waiting on him to do narration because my goal is I'm not going to edit the video and then put narration to it. Okay. Um. I'm gonna narrow. I'm gonna edit the videos to the narration because he could record the narration, and the narration could be like 10, 15 minutes or longer for oh, I got you. one whole section. Yeah, and I could edit to that. Like, so I got fifteen minutes of this, perfect. And then oh, there's twenty minutes yeah. of that. There you go. That's like almost forty minutes. That's an interesting way to do it, but I think that'll work. And the thing I haven't mentioned yet is you also have a like uh you have a drone as well so you're gonna have some really cool drone shots in this document i mean i've seen a few of i want to say at least uh photos and um yeah yeah, you got some really cool stuff so it's i like this uh 
everything uh, happened here because, like, if I was running low on some footage, I was bumming off of Alex and Eli. That's true. And then yeah. I'm I'm giving uh, Jonathan some footage too. So what was cool about it is we all shared a lot of footage together, and so some of the footage is going to be the same in our documentaries. But like I said before, it's the way we edit everything. It's going to be a little different. Totally. So I mean, yeah, it might be the same footage. But at the same time, it's going to be a different viewpoint and different narration to the whole thing. So it's going to be cool no matter what, no matter if it's the same footage or not. I'm not saying it's all going to be shot for shot the same. I'm saying some bits and pieces will be the same footage that you've already seen. But I think this is probably the first time where there's been multiple people making documentaries about kind of the same like being in the same area looking for bigfoot i can't really think of another i don't know same area same events that happened yeah i mean that's really cool cool. yeah um man tate are there any other um we have talked a i think are there any uh things that else that you would want to say about the documentary maybe oh uh we haven't really even talked at all you you kind of mentioned a little bit though about like so sleep paralysis is involved with this documentary could you kind of uh talk about how that's involved a little bit yeah sleep paralysis is something i think is connected with bigfoot not in a paranormal way because i don't believe in the paranormal stuff sure i believe bigfoot's by biological so as far as paranormal or sleep paralysis goes um the narration really explains it way better than I can because on the fly I have a hard time. Uh, what's the what's the word? Um, what what is the word when you don't know how to get good words or uh, convey good words? No, I get it. What's that? Because <laughs> I have the same issue, kind of putting your thoughts into uh, into words that make sense. I literally just said yeah, this stupid word. You know. That, describes what i'm trying to talk about kind of like we're both having the issue right now it's but it's hilarious yeah sleep, sleep paralysis <laughs> i think there's a correlation between sleep paralysis and bigfoot and the fact that it's misidentification okay um i'm not saying all of misidentifications are a cause of sleep paralysis i'm saying there's probably some misidentification reports that are caused by sleep paralysis interesting Sleep paralysis, um, and this is, you can look this up on Wikipedia. I'm not lying here. And I know from personal experience because I have it. Okay. It's it's stress-related, psychological stress, okay. um, irre- irregular sleep patterns and schedules um, that can trigger it. Sleeping on your back is, if you have all of that and then sleeping on your back, that can trigger it. Gotcha. Um, and sometimes with sleep process, you can hallucinate and hear things uh. and feel things. So could it be possible when someone new to Bigfooting or even a camper that's not, you know, as nervous in the woods, sure. if they're stressed or they're getting to sleep later and later or whatever, can an episode of sleep process occur in the field, especially for researchers in an area with Bigfoots? Sleep process occur, they hallucinate like, Oh, there was a big foot outside my tent and it left. And I woke up, gotcha. but I felt like I was being held down. I couldn't breathe or whatever. And they say it was Bigfoot. Or could it be as common as or could it be sleep paralysis being responsible for that sighting? But like I said, yeah. I probably explained it really bad, but the narration I wrote out, it's that's what I like about narrations and films. You take your time with it, and it'll exactly it. it'll explain it better. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, I guess I think that would be the only Bigfoot documentary that talks about uh, sleep paralysis. I think yours will be the first one, right? Yeah. And like I yeah. said, it's going to be like a small chapter. It's not going to be a long okay. part gotcha. of it. Cool. Cool. It just kind of explains what it could be and why I think that, but not, it's not, it doesn't go into too depth of sleep process itself. Cause that's like a whole nother issue. I'm not wanting to do right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Beef. So I, you have remember, in, you have all these list of questions beforehand. I think you had right. 
<laughs> that was actually that was about it. Um, if anyone else has any other questions, definitely put them in the the comments uh, as we kind of start to uh, maybe wind down a little bit. But do you have any um, anything coming down the road for the future, Tate, or trying to get this uh, documentary edited out, and then we'll see what's what's going on. Well, just getting this documentary edited, and then awesome. Um, got a couple more episodes of In the Field left to post okay. on the Bluff Creek Project podcast. Cool. After that, kind of taking a hiatus a little bit. Just yep, kind of I got re- you. Recharging the old batteries. <laughs> it's it's important uh, to do that. Getting some things in line, but yep, uh, I did yeah. do that myself. So no no problems there, man. You. You gotta take a little bit of time away. Every everyone should do that, really. I think so. It's important. Yeah. It's good for it's good psychologically and oh, yeah. just for your mental health. A lot of things. No, totally. I was I was saying you had questions from because we had this scheduled before last week, and you said didn't people put in questions? No, they're losers. Oh no, that was the Mothman forty six one. Who they put it from in the one? beginning? What a douche. <laughs> Which means everyone's cool. I'm not editing. I'm not editing this at all. You rascally rabbit. Um, no, I love everybody. Mothman is not a douche. I, I just Mothman 46 is the coolest, coolest individual for sure. A hundred percent. Oh, I forgot. Speak- okay. What well, Mothman six is really awesome. Mothman 46 is awesome. 46. Thank you for yes. correcting me. Yes. Forgive me, Mothman 46. Don't kick my butt. Um, forgive me, Father. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get struck with lightning. Blasphemy. No, but that reminded me. Jonathan Dodd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were going to say something about Jonathan Dodd. What's up? I almost forgot. Thank God I okay. Um, Jonathan Dodd is doing some... Uh, illustrations for the sleep process part of the film. Ooh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Originally, I was going to try and film it, the sleep process episode thing for the film, but um, I just wasn't able to get around to it. Uh, didn't happen. Like I said, anybody who wants to complain about anything in this film, leave it at the door. One eight hundred Tate Hieronymus. Leave a voicemail and leave it at one eight hundred. I don't care, and I will never return your call. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, so Jonathan Dodd is uh, doing some illustrations for it. That's awesome. Be That'll cool. be really cool. Probably a good way to uh, to do that part. I think Probably. so. Yeah, it's gonna be. Hey, nice. hey, oh, check this out. Ready. He says, "Been working on them today." There you go. Yeah. What sucks so is them. no. It doesn't suck. What sucks is never mind. It okay. sucks because I suck. No, you are the best, my friend. No, I don't. Um, I, <laughs> wait, I'm gonna let everybody on a secret. Whatever I do, don't compliment me. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I I feel weird with compliments for some reason. Like you, I'm a weird person. I don't like a lot of things. And like for some reason, it was like someone's like, "Great job!" I'm like, "Yeah." Tate, I got I got a question for you, <laughs> and this will be this will be kind of the closer question. Make, Is make there it a, make it a zinger? It, it's a oh, we'll see. Is there anything or any place? Uh, what's on the Bigfoot bucket list still for Tate? You've been able to do all this like really cool Bluff Creek stuff. Uh, is there anything out there that you still want to go to or what's on the list? Oh, God. <laughs> it's, honestly, I don't know. Um, yeah. Falk is on the list. Okay. Um, there's places in Florida that I really want to check out. Mm. Um I do want to plan to go visit Alex in Maine and see some of those areas in the Adirondacks. Oh, yeah, that'd in be New York. cool. Um, uh, I want to visit the Olympic Peninsula, with, hang out with the Olympic Project. 
Beautiful. Um, another cool thing on the bucket list is go visit Mark Marcel and go see the Aid Canyon. Totally, dude. Um, yep. I would say that would be my second thing on my bucket list to go do. Third would be Olympic Peninsula. Nice. Uh, fourth would be Falk. <laughs> so, kind of just kind of yeah, that'd be out. cool. That'd so be cool. We'll see. we'll see. That's a good list. That's a good list. Well, Mr. Tate Hieronymus, no relation to Mr. Bob Hieronymus. We we almost forgot to say that, but yeah. no relation that we know of. But maybe you need to do Ancestry.com and fi- figure that out. Maybe that's that's that will be my next documentary. <laughs> This Tate the Hieronymus. search for Bob Hieronymus. The search for Bob Hieronymus. <laughs> Can you make that, please? That will get crowd crowdfunded so quick, Tate. You have no idea. It I, really would. We just need we need to go all out on it. And have oh yeah, small town monsters, Lyle Blackburn oh, involved, Cliff Berrickman, everybody be like, "Is Tate Hieronymus related to Bob Hieronymus?" On the trail of Bob Hieronymus. On the trail of Bob. <laughs> Yes. I'm, okay. I'm pitching that to uh, um, Seth. Pitch it to t- Seth, real quick. No one else can take that idea. It's Tate's idea. Uh, but oh, thank wait, you. So it's uh, what's today? Uh, today. Oh, here uh, we go. Jill, uh, Jonathan Dodd says I'd watch that documentary. We all would. Yeah. We would a hundred percent. I'd watch it four times. It's so today's uh was August the twenty. What day is today? Uh, today is the 27th and Sasquatch out of the shadows says sup Rosefs. Hey Alex, I see you Alex, sneaking in at the end. What's up? Alex, Alex, stay on for a second. Cause I'm pitching this idea on the trail of Bob Hieronymus. Is Tim <laughs> Hieronymus related? Um, just so nobody steal this idea. This is how you did it back in the olden days with anything. When you want to patent something, right? The timestamp is, August 27th at my time for time 1030 to 29 Boom. Boom. There you go. My, that's my idea. That's our idea. Anybody tries to steal it. We have proof. That's right. Copyrighted. Whatevs. Yeah. Tate. Thank you so much for coming on. We are coming on at an hour, yeah, which I do, think is pretty good. Let's stay for the hour. We got to wait for it. We got 15 more seconds, but um, <laughs> let's say I, I would I would be really um I'd be surprised if people listening to this or watching you or watching this haven't heard of you or know how to follow you, but I perhaps wouldn't be. I wouldn't um be. so how can people keep up to date with uh what you got going on and the documentary and all that stuff? Um Bluff Creek Project Podcast on Instagram. Okay. You can also follow Bluff Creek Project on Facebook and YouTube. Um, also follow. So let me restart that Bluff Creek Project podcast on YouTube and Instagram. Bluff Creek Project on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay. Um, we all run those accounts, me and the other guys. Um, and I post on every single one of those too. So nice. Any one of those you can find out. Very good. Very good. Keep an eye on uh, T and um, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you're going to see the documentary when it comes out in a few yeah, months. Right? My, yeah. It'll be on my personal YouTube channel. This is different. This is uh, not related to Bluff Creek Project at all. Right. This is uh, my solo endeavor. Very so cool. that'll be on my Very personal cool. YouTube channel. Just Tate Hieronymus. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tate, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, definitely everyone check out the Bluff Creek uh, Project podcast and all that. And uh, it's been a good chat talking about your upcoming documentary. And thanks for everyone in the comments uh, for some great questions tonight. And uh, we'll see you back uh, next week. Uh, follow the Bigfoot Society Instagram. I'll be putting more info about what I'm doing regarding uh, live stream on YouTube as I figure this out. But um, been a good night. Have a good weekend, all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Later. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and 
Uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society real quick before we go we are 28 days out until the van meter visitor festival and i just wanted to announce that i will be uh, vending at the festival this year uh hopefully getting some live podcasts i know of at least one live podcast it's going to be a doozy Uh, you're not going to want to miss it and also i'll have some stickers there uh, some shirts so you can pick up some merch if you would like. But uh, there's some heavy hitters that are coming to the Van Meter Visitor Festival. Still on as of right now, August 28th. So hope to see you there in beautiful Van Meter, Iowa. 925, September 25th. Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, next Saturday will be a new episode. And also if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest just remember subscribe to the bigfoot society youtube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes thanks again all and we'll see you next time the views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of bigfoot society any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you. Later. Later. Later.